guys, welcome to the first episode of Rant It Out. I'm here with Neve Mungle, a really smart kid from Wyzetta High School, as you can tell, Mr. Smart. Hello, Neve. Hello, Chandon. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about school and how school is actually stupid. We we have like a bunch of like topics we're going to talk about and we're going to explain how school is stupid. We're just going to rant about it basically. Okay, first topic. I agree. Workload. Okay, the school gives such a massive workload, dude. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I don't know what yours is like, but I have like, you know, I fin- I, fi- I finish school and then extracurriculars and then straight back to school and then like maybe an hour free time and then I go to bed. For me, I on like most days I have something up until like 7:30 because I either have work or I have robotics. I guess those are extracurriculars. And then after that, I have to eat in like 30 minutes. So I either do like trumpet practice or I do nothing. So I guess that's like 30 minutes of free time. And then after that, I start my homework at like 9. And then I have to take a shower, which takes me about like 45 minutes. And then I do my homework. My I actually start making progress on homework by 11:00 at night. It's it's just like insane. And then I don't finish by till like till like 2 in the morning. Boy, what are you doing for 45 minutes in the shower? <laughs> Brief interlude. We need an explanation here before we can okay, move along. Uh, okay, it, I'm not I don't, I know I'm not the only one who spends that long in the shower. Just like it's it's a good place where I can just like think about stuff. I don't know. That's just I don't know if that's just me. Probably just me. Yeah, I mean, okay, like I agree. The thing is I I am a morning shower person and I also don't wake up on time. So like, yes, I love long showers just like you do. But I'm also pretty much never able to do them. Um, <laughs> so my showers are like five like today I had a 4 minute shower. Hey, Don't ask how one minutes. shower is in 4 minutes. minutes. But I did it. Yeah. One shower in 4 minutes because I woke up and I had to, uh like I don't know. I just had only four minutes. I I like figured out in my head to shower. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Dang. Okay. That, yeah, that's really fast. Yeah. 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 Um. What classes do you think have the most workload out of like everything in tenth grade? What do you think has the most? Uh, I think it really comes down to like, like. I think your workload in in a class depends on how much work you want to put in. Like last semester I'm taking two AP classes in Chinese, right? Chinese is not an easy language to learn. Neither are two AP classes. But my hardest class wasn't any of them. It was my last class honors English because honors that English. class was the one that I could put the most work in. Like every single one of my essays I wrote, read over, talked with, with other members in the class for 15 to 17 hours per essay yeah, which is not good. Hey, you got yeah, an A. So though. like it's, you got an A and that just Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I I'm saying like, you know, like for some people I'm sure honors English wasn't the class that they put the most time in, but for me personally because like I was trying so hard that ended up being the class. Like it didn't have to be, right? I could have easily put in more time into European history or physics or something like that. But like those classes I kind of 
like didn't put as much time in as honors english so for me that took the most time oh, yeah. yeah i'm assuming you spent the most uh, most time on honors english also but like uh ap euro ap euro and like um physics you didn't spend as much time at all i'm guessing because those were easy classes in your opinion yeah, I mean, it got kind of weird. Like, the first term of physics was very, very, very easy. Like, all the tests were nice. Second term of physics got really convoluted, and, and I did not do super... Like, okay, yeah, I got an A. I did good. But compared to the first term, it's much harder, and I had to, like, study a lot more. Oh. Um, Euro, honestly, was, like... I don't know. Euro is, like... There's a test every single week, so it's basically like a perpetual like mentality of just one more week, just one more week. But then like, yes, you got your test on Friday. Now time to study for the test next Friday. So it's just like a never-ending cycle. Oh my god! So yeah, I that the, that's the same thing in accelerated pre-calc this year. I think you've heard mm -hmm. from like every single accelerated pre-calc. Yeah. Do we? You have quests that are basically eighty percent of your grade. That are twenty. They're they're basically quizzes that are worth eighty percent of your grade that you take every single week and you don't study for. Mm -hmm. Like the day before the test, we never, never ever would we study for the quest. We would just go on. We would just go on to something that we do on the next quest, and we'd forget all about it. So you would have to go back into your notes for like math, and you'd have to look over them. And 90% of people, they didn't study for math before they kind to accelerated pre-calc. So everybody was just like rushing to f figure out how to study for math. Because who actually studies for math? I'm maybe in like pre-calculus. I'm guessing you don't though, right? Um, oh God. No, I, I had my first math test today. Uh, um... I don't know how, how to say it, like, it's odd. Like, when I did pre-calc, you're right. Like, I did, I mean, something up was different, right? But, like, I did study for the tests, but, like, we only had three tests, right? The entire, like, semester. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's it's not like what you're describing with your quests every week. But I think what you're saying about, like, not studying for your quests is similar to, like, Euro tests. Like, yeah, I'm studying for the Euro test, but, like, if we have a Euro test every week, I know that like one week's Euro test isn't that important considering that there's going to be another one ne 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 uh, next week. So I might not study for it. Um, How much are your Euro tests worth? Uh, Euro is unweighted. The entire thing just goes in as points. So like... Yeah, but how much is yeah. each test? Is it like 20 questions? 20 points? Um. Oh, well, it depends. So usually they keep every single test around 100 points. Huh? So every like, week there's not like that many questions. Test. Yeah, we have 1,200 points every term. Huh. Um, and it's completely unvaded. So that's like 10 tests plus like a, se a Socratic seminar plus our day quizzes and whatnot all together add up to about 1,200 every term. Dang, that's insane. Um, I mean, yeah, but like that, it's also really nice because if you completely fail one test, then you're good the next. Like at 1,200 points, you can get an A and lose like uh, like 80 something points, I think, 85 or 86 points. Yeah. Um, while like in other classes, if you bomb it, like for example, right, right now I'm taking differential equations. 
this class, we have 20% daily work, 80% tests. There's five tests. You fail one of them, you're done. Like your grade is just done. I mean, it's just <laughs> non-negotiable. Your grade is done. Yeah, th this brings me back to like another topic. Some some classes, like class, some classes need to find the like perfect balance between the amount of tests between having like a small amount of tests and a big amount of tests. Because having a large mm -hmm. amount of tests, it, it it's a lot more stressful. Because even if you don't have to worry about one singular test, it's just like every week is just a constant cycle of pain. You feel you feel <laughs> at a certain point, but if it's a small amount of tests, you get really stressed at one point. And if you fail that test, you lose you lose all hope. Mm -hmm. It's just there needs to be a perfect balance. Like maybe like what they do in world history, regular world history, they have a test every like two three weeks. That is a good amount. So it yeah. So you, even if you fail one test, you can still get your grade up. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same thing. Actually, my best class for test right now is physics because we have a test about every one and a half weeks, which is really nice because that means like every three week stretch, we have two tests. That's like two tests a month or like two and a half tests a month technically or some, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really nice because we have test corrections. So, okay, well, in some cases, if the entire class does pretty bad on the, on the test, then we get test corrections so you can earn half credit back. And if the entire class does good, then we don't. So, like, in general, your grade in AP Physics is going to, like, going to be very good. Like, last term, our teacher told us that out of the 23 students in my class, I think 21 had an A- minus or above. Holy. So, like, people are chilling in that class. And the thing is, like, the tests are infrequent. They have test corrections if everyone does bad. And, like, overall, it's just, like, a chill class. Now, does it mean you can slack off... No, because some like these tests, especially this term when we're talking about um, electricity and stuff like that, they're so complicated. If you do not study, you're literally going to get a straight zero. Like there's just no hope for you. So like I get it, but it I guess I mean like the reason it's nice is because like you know a lot of people are getting A minuses and A's. Um, so maybe it's too easy. Right? Like, the point, like, you know, like, we can complain about tests, but at the end of the day, like, something has to go in the grade book for a test. So, like, it seems to be almost too easy. Um, at the same time, though, like, it's my favorite system because, like, I can study for a test. Like, I can go in. Usually, I do pretty good. And then I know that, like, if, if it was a hard test and I'm not going to, like, you know, like, my grade isn't going to die yeah. just because of, like, a hard test. Yeah, it, like the tests like severely affect like mental health and like that stuff mm -hmm. if you fail one test that's why test corrections are very important um i had something on my mind i forgot what you said about it um yeah it was about um how like it's a bit too easy because everybody gets a minuses but again you need mm -hmm. to think about how like a minuses and A's are what colleges want because you want a 4.0 GPA. That's like the ideal situation, like something close to that. So you want as mm -hmm. many A minuses and A's. So it's a good class for the way our school system is built, even if well, the school system is not built well. 
Right. I mean, like, I I would probably disagree there because I, I feel like it's like it's like it's like a participation award, right? Like, if everyone in AP Physics C is getting an A minus or an A, then does it like what does it mean? Like, getting an A on your transcript only means something to a college because of the fact that you know there's this notion that like in a class of like twenty students, you getting an A was like one of five people, right? Mm-hmm. Like some some idea of that. So like it's kind of like a like a representation of how well you did in the class. Now, yeah, if you put a bunch of super geniuses in an AP physics class and they all got A's, the meaning of that A doesn't change, right? It means that like you are smart. But if like every like every person taking AP physics is getting an A or an, or an A minus, um, then like like I agree with you that it's good to put on your transcript and send, and send to a college. But like when it comes to like why do we have grades in the first place, right? Um, and I don't want to sound like uh, utilitarian or anything like that or like something like insensitive, but like it really is to just like, you know, like separate like this is an essay that gets an A, this is an essay that gets a B, right? Like you're going to school to learn and tests are there to see, ideally tests are there to see how well you can do something. So like I agree, like, you know, it's great. I'm sure I'm not complaining at, at all that everyone in my class is doing good and has, has an A, like that's great. Uh, but what I'm saying is that, like, when I say it's too easy, I mean, like, if everyone's getting an A, then, like, w- like you know, then it's like you win a trophy, but then everyone else gets a participation trophy. And you're like, okay, so did I have to work hard? That hard? I guess and then that, it's like not that really. does make sense because it, it doesn't give you that much, like, self-accomplishment or it doesn't look good on your transcript if everybody did really good on the class. Yes, but you see... GPA. You need to remember that A's affect your GPA a lot. They they do Right, I know that. And colleges look at your GPA a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. even over transcript, maybe not over transcript. I'm not sure. But it's a combination of both. So if you have a good transcript, but your if you have a good transcript but your uh your GPA, GPA. is that good? then mm-hmm. you're not going to get into a college into your first pick college most likely unless you like apply for like some small college that's like not it's not a big college with a high GPA requirement you know right but like that's a thing right like your GPA is directly representative of the work that you're putting in so like if i spend 17 hours on an essay and someone else spends one and we both get A's and our GPAs are the exact same, I'm going to feel kind of cheated out of, like, me putting in more work, right? Mm -hmm. So then, like, the thing is, like, like, I agree with you that, like, once again, like, the reason a 4.0 GPA is so, like, prestigious is because it's extremely, extremely hard to get a 4.0. Like, you have to put in a lot of work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so like i agree with you that like it's good for everyone in my physics class that their gpa is staying stable right it's good for them but in the grand scheme of what a gpa means like the old, like the reason that colleges value 4.0 is because it's like ideally hard right mm-hmm. so like a class should be hard by no means should it be like because if every class was like that then like the average gpa at, at our school would be like a 3.8 and then colleges would look at that and they'd look at our like 4.0s or 3.9s or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, well, 
that doesn't really matter because obviously there's some sort of like inflation going on. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah that does make sense. Yeah. So like you will want a system where people do not do as good. So like people who are extraordinary go to extraordinary colleges. So like there are going to be colleges for like people that aren't like extraordinary. They're like average. I'm guessing like U of M was also like that, right? I mean, like, okay, well, we're going to talk a lot about colleges later and why there's, like, this whole idea of good college, bad colleges, I don't really consider very thoughtful or, like, very ac accurate. But, like, in, like, to, 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 to like, to, to answer what you said about, like, what system I think is good, like, I really think that it should just be directly correlated to how much work you put in. Like... I don't like systems where it's, like, unfair or, like, you know, there's things like that going on. Like, we can talk about – we can talk a lot about, like, income inequality and, like, how, you know, like, some kids are always going to have it worse off than other kids when it comes to schooling. But at the end of the day, I feel like, like, your college admission should be basically, like, how much work did you put in? Like, it doesn't matter what you did. Like, what is your passion? Is this passion something that the college wants at their college? If it is, how much work did you put into it, right? What, what did you do in your high school career that's notable? And then you weigh that against, like, what adversity were you facing? And then you, you end up with, like, a system that works. So um, is that what our current system is like? Or is that, like, not like No, that? not at all. Because, like, okay, let's talk about then, like, standardized tests, which is our, a big, like, hot topic issue now because of the fact that, like, you can be the smartest person on earth and take the ACT and not get a 36. When you're taking the ACT, you're not being measured on how smart you are. It's a measure of how well you can take the ACT, right? That's exactly. what they're measuring is how good you are at taking the ACT. Like the, the issue then becomes um, like, you know, obviously once again, we can talk about like some people can pay thousands of dollars to send their kids to an ACT prep center and some people can't even buy a book, right, to study for the ACT. Mm -hmm. So like that's clearly not fair. Luckily, like uh, standardized testing is kind of going out the window um, and colleges are beginning and they have been for a while now. And I will they I do appreciate that, SATs, like they're looking at right? background. They completely like they removed um, SAT subject tests. Um, which really were, like, an unnecessary burden to study for. Um, overall, really dumb, and I don't know why they were having them in the first place, because, like, like the SAT subject test for math does not measure how well you can do for math. It measures how well you can do the SAT subject test. So, like... Yeah. I don't really know. One, like... I like, um... Yeah, no, go ahead. In my opinion, one way we can, like measure like how much work you put in it's like instead of focusing just on gpa or like uh just on gpa or like your trend you should focus on like what classes you took um you should also focus on like what you did outside of school like did you do camps outside of school for this particular major that you want to go to college for so say you want to go into computer science did you do any like coding camps did you do any internships stuff like that that should be what colleges should focus focus on right they they do focus on that like a lot like your extracurriculars like 
what you've done outside of school also matters a lot to colleges. And like, like, okay, once again, we're going to talk later about how college is not the end all be all. But like, I, I agree with you that like, you know, like colleges should consider it. And the good thing is that they do consider it. Like, it's not like if you don't get a 4.0 GPA, you're immediately not getting into like your dream college, right? Mm-hmm. If people without 4.0s get in all the time. It it really like is a combination of everything. Like a f- like just as much as you going to a coding summer camp represents you pursuing your interests, you ending with a 4.0 also represents something else about you, right? Your dedication to school, your this, your that. Like it's just all of like these um factors that like represent something about you go into like a sort of like deciding system that like this like basically makes a decision like do you get accepted or not and like at the end of the day like your application has to be really really good for you to be guaranteed in it but for most people it's just like flipping a coin right like maybe the right admissions officer will see your essay and like it maybe they won't right i mean it's just it's just a game of chance i mean obviously it's not all chance like if you like deliver the or sorry if you discover the cure for cancer as like an 11th grader then like it's really hard for any college to be like nope like not gonna accept you regardless of who's reading your thing but for like you know in the general case it is a lot more like just kind of randomness so like yeah i agree with you And and the good thing is like um that that is considered like if you've heard me say like everyone's like parents basically are like take stem classes do this do that but like i've always been of the mindset that like it doesn't matter what you do right if you're an artist go ahead to pursue it like whatever it is that you do just put work into it put time into it and do something notable in it and a college will like that like it really does not matter what it is at all um and then balance that with school because it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like going to school and getting a well-rounded ed- education also matters. But where it really falls apart is this mentality that like um, you have to do certain things. Like you have to be really good at math. You have to take as many AP classes as possible. Like you have to do these things like you can't do art. Like art should be like a hobby, not something that you're going to try. Like, all of these things where people feel or like think that like there's this one path to get into college yeah. and like that's all i've never believed any of that because i know plenty of people and i've heard plenty of stories about people where like they they didn't have a 4.0 they didn't take all as many ap classes as they could right this is one way to get to college they just pursued whatever like their interest was and if you can show that to a college then they'll like like that they'll see like you know, you are putting in work somewhere. Like at at the end of the day, it it just comes down to work. Yeah. Because it like it should come down to work. Yeah, it should because like that's what like when like when you're going to Harvard, they're gonna accept you if they know that like you're the caliber of student that can go there and succeed, right? Mm-hmm. If you got like a one point five GPA in high school, you're gonna have a hard time at Harvard because either. Like something was going on and that's where like you know uh, schools need to consider like what's going on in your life that might have adversely affected your gpa or you just like don't like doing work or something and i'm not going to like judge you for that that's not my place but i'm saying like that is harvard's place to decide whether you'd be a good place Mm -hmm. good fit at their school 
Exactly. Um. Yeah, you just like went on a full rant. That this is what I like want to do about with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have like friends come on and rant about stuff that's really affects them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Should we do uh stuff about like school doesn't matter? Does it matter in the end, or should we like uh talk about Up like, to you. going in person? Um. Let's talk about going in person because this is like something that's directly impacting us. First of all, are you going in person? Uh, fourth term. Fourth term. Okay. So going in person, in my opinion, is it? It matters about like your priorities. Do you prioritize your like learning experience? Because obviously, if m- most people will agree with me on this. You don't learn as much as you do in school when you're at home. When you're at home learning, it is much harder to focus just because there is just more distractions and it's just it's just harder to learn through a screen usually unless you're like self-studying. Mm-hmm. Learning through mm-hmm. learning through Zoom is just harder. So you go to you go to in-person school if you value your learning experience and your grades over your health it matters which one you you uh you believe is more important even if the like there is a slight risk of corona yes i i get that i'm going in person march 8th but i i feel like the slight chance of me getting corona which 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 it's possible that it could happen. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I feel like my learning experience is like, and my mental health is like not going to survive if I go towards till term four distance all the way through, even if I go term four on in person. Like, I don't think it's going to be smart for me to like do this for much longer. I'm anyways going in person. I just feel like the, the reason why people are going in person is because they can't focus at home and they prioritize that over health like it's just a whole debate about which one is more important health or or uh health or your learning experience because i don't yeah and yeah yeah no go ahead go ahead i didn't i was just gonna ask you a question but yeah if you have something to say just go ahead no, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what you said is totally valid. Like, it, it's just, like, a weighing, right, of, like, your personal, like, risk level of, like, like how risky is it versus, like, how much worth your time is it to go to school. And then you will have people, uh, like, telling you that, like, it's not worth any risk. But, like, by that logic, then, like, no one should step out of their house ever if you're going on a walk, you're running a risk of getting run over by a car, right? So, like, the question is, like, what's an acceptable level of risk? So I think that that's really just a person-by-person cases, and that's why our school lets you decide. If you have someone that's susceptible at home, that's probably not an acceptable level of risk. But if you don't have anyone who's, like, particularly, like, in, in, like could be affected strongly then it it's you know it's like your for you personally it might be worth the risk right like every time you go to school you know like but pr- prior to corona you didn't go to school thinking 
well, what if I get the flu and I go home and that affects someone? And I know like the the flu isn't, you know, as deadly, but like it's the same strain of logic in that like you're taking a calculated risk um, every time you do anything. And this is no different. So like you're taking like, you know, your own personal calculation of risk and it was something you touched on, um, which is also part of your calculation of like risk versus reward is like mental health, which is becoming more important, especially now, like, I don't know, like what happened, but this January, like, it just kind of changed, like the entire mood changed. And uh, it, it was really in- interesting to me because I saw articles on the news too, that like, specifically, like right now, like, people were kind of riding out the whole quarantine thing. But for some reason, like a lot of people, like a lot, a lot of people, suddenly in this month of January or last month of January, we're feeling different, right? Like they now want to go back. Like it's like kind of like they were, I heard, Probably I saw this one article vaccine. described. Probably because of the vaccine. I'm going to be. Well, yeah, that. but like I had this, I saw this one article. It said that like people have been like riding it out and they've been fine. But now like for some reason, something in like the human mind is just kind of triggered sometime like after like, how, however long it's been, like nine or ten months, and like in the, the, this January specifically, a lot of people were like feeling bad, like mentally, and for that reason, like this, there's been a lot more support. And yeah, you're right that like the vaccine has probably fueled some of that support to like reopen, but at the same time, I feel like it's just interesting to think about like why did everyone start feeling like this at the same time? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, sense. like. Yeah, it's just an, another thing that kind of like weighs into your like, you know, fact, your sorry, like weighing of like, what's the benefit? What's the cost? Should I go? Should I not go? Yeah, that that's that is true. Again, there is a small amount of people that are affected. But again, I'm I'm assuming most of those people are vaccinated unless they're immunocompromised people under like under the age of 16, meaning they can't get vaccinated because there is no vaccine that uh, that is available mm-hmm. for under 16-year-olds. So mm-hmm. most of society that is susceptible to the virus is mostly vaccinated, at least in our state. Because Yeah, I'm pretty sure our state is doing pretty good, actually, in yeah. terms of vaccinations. Maybe because, you know, we're a blue state, but we can... Well, not oh boy, we're like right on the line, dude. Right on the line right. of red and. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's move on to a new topic then. Why school doesn't matter. You you can start this off because you came up with this topic. Oh, it just doesn't matter. It just does not matter. Like okay, like it's like school is just a place you go, you learn, you show what you learned on tests. And you come back, right? And you and you try to get a good grade. It's it's just human nature to try and get a good grade. That's all. Like school is not. If I don't do well in this class, I'm not going to be successful. That's not what school is. There's very little correlation between how good you do in school and how good you do in life. That is now true. my theory is that like the general idea that like parents, especially like. Um, like our friends' parents specifically, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them have this idea that like you're like doing well in school, going to a good college. That's the only way you're going to be su- successful. And my theory is that like 
like, you know, like, life isn't like a paved road. It's just, like, confusing. It's like being in a forest. And school is, like, the only road, right? If, if I ask you how are you going to become rich in the future, you really can't, like, give me any plans because it's just so, like, unexpected. Like, for example, take, like, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Like, do you think they were thinking, like, well, oh, we're going to be super rich or super successful? For J- Jeff Bezos, he, he wasn't thinking, oh, I'm yeah. going to make a bookstore as ter- soon as I turn this age. And then I'll expand mm-hmm. my bookstore to make it so people can order from my bookstore online at this age. He did not know what would happen along the way. Right. That right. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Same for like Bill Gates, same for like Mark Zuckerberg. Like it, it, it really like, okay, well, first of all, I think defining like being rich as like being successful isn't right, but you know, like that's how we tend to measure success. So like, let's go that route. So like, even if you look at them, like it's like, yes, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg went, went to Harvard. He, like, school did him good. And then he dropped out, but people act like, you know, he dropped out. So, it means school doesn't matter. No, he dropped out of Harvard after working hard after, you know, like... And I know there's a lot of controversy. There's, like, around, like, how exactly he became rich. But, like, there's no denying it. He's smart. He worked hard. And he built something, right? So, like, this whole idea that... um you know, you have to go to a good college. And all this really comes about because, like, parents don't really know. Like, there's no way to, like, like, there's no path to, like, say, this is the path, you do these things, you become rich. Like, there's no path that, that, that says you do these things, you'll be happy, or you do these things, you'll be successful. What there is is a school system. And what the school system guarantees is a relatively safe path to moderate success. Yeah. Right? Like, you can be fairly confident that if you work hard in high school and go to a decent college, you can get a decent job somewhere and work a decent wage. Yeah. So that's, like, the only path in life, like, the only definitive that, that, that that's there for most parents is that, like, promise that, like, if you work hard, you know, school this, that, because and then the you get option. a good paying job. It is the safe yeah, option. It, it is the safe option. But at the same time, it's kind of turned into, into this, like, whole thing like way more than it's like than it really should be in my opinion of like like people think that like their lives are gonna end like they're never going to be happy or successful if they don't get into like their number one college and i get it it makes sense but like when you think about it, it it really doesn't like no matter how you define success like even if you go to like a terrible college like of course, terrible is relative, but like what people would consider a terrible college or you go to like, you know, like a really good, like prestigious university. The fact is like Your all that's is changing the is the education. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like you'd have, I'm not going to deny that. Like if you go to like a prestigious uni- university, like better companies will be lined up hearing, oh, he graduated from MIT, right? Google might like that compared to like somewhere else. But like once again, you like, can still get into no Google matter where you even are. if you don't have that MIT yeah. thing. There's other ways. Like mm-hmm. I know Google has its own like, uh, what do you call it? Um, certifications. If you do a lot of their certifications and you know a lot about their languages, mm-hmm. like their coding languages, and like how if you have that experience, if you you don't need to go to a good college. If you there is other ways of getting into Google than just going to Harvard or MIT right. or Caltech. Right. And like I I agree with um 
Elon Musk actually on on this one. He said like like that like college is not like any path that guarantees success. He says that college is just a way to prove to companies that you can do your homework is all it is. It's just a way to prove to companies that you can like follow like there there's so many ways to prove that like you can um do like like there's just so many ways to like live your life and become however you define successful become successful that like, don't involve college that it frustrates me when like everyone's kind of like stuck in this idea that like and like i'm not gonna say like you're a bad person for thinking it yeah like college is the right path for some people if you want to become a theoretical mathematician you should probably go to college but like if your goal is like to work in like some field and you choose a different field or like your goal is to do something and you are in the mindset that the only way like for example i used to think like i have like my dream job is working at nasa and 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 i used to think like okay like you 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 have to go to one of these four or five colleges that are really known for like you know, like they're uh, either uh, astrophysics, aeronautical engineering, like some sort of degree like that. And that's the only way that like you'll ever work at NASA. But that's so wrong. Like it's completely wrong. Like, of course, going to a good college is going to make you like more appealing to whatever future dream job you have. But like it really, really like does not <laughs> like at the end of the day, like you, you can land a job at NASA going to like any decent college. Yeah. like and doing your work like if you if you put in the work you can really like do and like you, there's no reason why you can't do anything right like mm-hmm. unless there's some sort of like physical like capability or something like that that's preventing you mm-hmm. like i don't know it, like the my my point i guess which is getting kind of long-winded is just that like when you start to really think about it the whole system kind of falls apart and you realize that it really like doesn't matter and college is just it's just a like a safe it's the paved road in like a jungle right it's yeah. the way that is it's the only visible way that seems to guarantee some level of, of success there's no other way like if you want to be rich drop out make a startup or something like that that's not a paved road that's the opposite of, of a paved road or you want to discover something or like be an inventor once again like anything outside of college is really like like it's really like there's no organization there's very little organization in terms of how you're gonna do it yeah it is risky and sometimes that like there's no reward without any risk and that's really i mean even college itself like going to a good college has a certain level of risk doing good there you know for, for some people it works out perfectly they do good in high school go to a good college do good in college get their dream job boom like good for them the path worked for them but at the same time uh the, the mentality that like sort of tunnel vision that like this is the path this is the way this is the only way this is the way like you you like it has to be for you to be considered successful is not right and i think that a lot of parents not my parents but a lot of people that i know their parents kind of tell them like especially we are asian just so no one cancels us especially a lot of (laughs) asian parents think this and like i feel bad for like my friends that have to deal with like parents that are like oh you need to get good a's and everything like it's just affecting their mental health and also they're not enjoying like what high school is high school is supposed to be like a time 
where you get to enjoy hanging out with friends, being able to learn how to be a social human being if that's what you want to do, of course. Like, try mm-hmm. uh, try something new. That's what high school is supposed to be, in my opinion. But by pushing yeah. on a narrative that you need A's to get into a good college, that is really affecting like what our future generation will be like because they won't have as much high school experience especially within our own asian community that's what yeah that's what's not good about pushing uh, telling kids hey you need a's for for a good college and good life that is that that is it's mm-hmm. a it's a dangerous mentality to a point but it also if you encourage your like if you're a parent you should just encourage your child to get good grades like what most parents what my parents what your parents what you said earlier, what your parents do, they encourage you to get A's. But if you don't get an A, they're like, don't worry, it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Because mm-hmm. it isn't. It genuinely isn't. It's not the end of the world. And, yeah, and I think you re- you really touched on, like, what's important at, at the end there. Like, the the issue isn't parents telling their kids, like, you need to get A's to go to a good college, because they're not wrong. You need or sorry, not good A's, like good scores. Like you need good scores to get to a good college. It's where parents say you need good grades to be successful is where it's just wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, well, I'm going to touch on like privilege in a, in a second, but like what you said like near like the very end too is just very true. And like it just like adversely affects like people. Um, and... At the end of the day, you're right. Like, I, okay, well, we should make something clear. We're not saying, like, be lazy or anything, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, you should be willing to work hard. Like, you're not going to be, no matter how you define success, right? Assuming me and you have, like, the same general definition, like, whether it's being happy or, like, having a good paying job or having a dream job or whatever it is, it's not going to happen unless you work hard. So, by no means are we saying don't work hard, right? We're just saying, like, this specific method of working hard is not the, like, if you don't do this, you're done. Like, or something like that. And, like, I do realize, like, for people in different situations, that can literally be how it is. Like, especially in poorer countries, like, there, like, like, what we're talking about, all that we're talking about comes from a very, like, very, like, high level of privilege and that we can say like you can do not good and still have a good life that level of social mobility and opportunity only doesn't exist like middle, in a lot of countries yeah. also mm-hmm. like in our country itself i was looking at some article like last night i was up at like one i was just done with homework i was just watching this video taking mm-hmm. away it showed it showed a graph of like different like the uh ending um wage like the the wage of someone who so basically there were counties on the map it would show the Mm -hmm. average wage of someone who was born there after like age 30 or something minnesota Mm -hmm. minnesota had like almost all blue and like blue meaning they had a high wage every single like Mm -hmm. um place with that is like really uh 
rich rich yeah i guess had mm -hmm. like uh every single place that was rich in general um just had that um with the it had rich people the places who had rich people generally had people with higher working wages in the end mm -hmm. that took way too yeah. long to get out but that so mm -hmm. it shows that not everybody has the same opportunity you're 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 basically uh your uh end place is mostly determined by where you were born and that is a really sad part of our lives because education like if you don't have a good education system people once they grow up will move out of your place so even if they're smart they will move out of your education system because they don't want their kids there. They'll move to the mm -hmm. places with good education. So places with low education will stay with low education until they either A, run out of students to teach, or B, a miracle happens, which I don't know what that miracle would be in most situations. So we, c I guess our theory doesn't really work for all people, but for most people, that can work for a lot of people mm -hmm. yeah i mean like obviously like i'm not gonna sit here and try to draft up a theory that applies to someone else's life in a different situation because i don't know that person's situation well enough to say anything like uh, what we talk about comes from a very niche perspective of people that are in a similar situation to ours like me and you our friends some people at our school maybe right like mm -hmm. that sort of bubble is who we're talking about because that's what we observe and that's what we can draw conclusions on right we're not saying this is universal and like i'll talk about um or i'll touch on what you just said about like um low income neighborhoods in a second but like what i really meant was like other countries like especially for example like india or um hong kong or taiwan or like places where how good do you do in school really, really strongly is correlated with how good your job is. And I find it no coincidence that most parents that are pushing this mentality that like you have to go to college and stuff to leave like, like a successful life come from these places where doing bad in school possibly means being subjected to a life of being in poverty, right? Because like the, those nations, like especially India, if you do not yeah. get into a college, like there's like there, yeah before, there's like during my parents time you had to be a doctor or computer engineer to be successful or you weren't successful yeah. but now that's not a thing not mm -hmm. as much of a thing yeah and i feel like that can be more like broadly applied like i know i said like i don't like defining money as success but like in those countries like money is success it's like doing good it's in survival. school is literally like yeah, it's survival, it's providing for your family, it's like being able to have a life at all is dependent on, because here, right, there's a lot more social mobility, there's a lot more economic classes, like, you don't have to, like, earn, like, like $100,000 and you can still live, right? Like, you don't have to earn a million dollars and you can still be fairly well off and send your kids to a good school. But, like, there... It's like the income inequality, and by there I mean like some specific other countries, is so much that like you really like you, there's no like situation like we're describing where like you can do bad in school and still live like a good life, or like it's a very rare situation 
because of the fact that like not doing good in school doesn't mean you earn less money. It means you earn and it like a, a, an amount of money that literally means you are like below like the international poverty line. Like you are just like that bad off. Like I, w- I was watching a documentary on uh, one of like the options next to China, I think Hong Kong. And it, it was going to this guy like he was a very poor student. Right? His family was very poor and they spent all of their money to like like because Hong Kong, I think I, I think it was Hong Kong has this one test and this one test determines like whether you get into college or not. And he was like super stressed out, like way, way, way too stressed out. But like that was his unfortunate reality. He knew because his parents knew because all of society knew that like if he didn't get into a college, like he just would never like he, it, would, it would be very hard for him to be able to amount to something in his country mm-hmm. um, while getting into a college, which he did in the end, which was actually very relieving for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was about to say, you better give us whether he got into college. Or explode. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did. And like, it, it was so odd because his dream was to be a volleyball teacher. Like here, if you, if you want to be a volleyball teacher, it's like, grades are not that important if you right? want to be a volleyball like, teacher all you have to do is get good grades in like gym which if yeah like i mean you just have to easy. do volleyball yeah. right you just have to do volleyball but there like he said if i don't do this then he'll be a day laborer working like picking bricks up moving them around that sort of job there's no such thing as like not going or like not going to college and becoming his dream job of being a volleyball like teacher at a school like and that's just like such a different reality than ours but like anyways i'm going off on on a tangent like coming back to your point on differences here in the u.s i feel like especially like in the u.s like um now first of all i do not like people who think that like uh or or i don't like people at all that like think that like poverty something you bring on to yourself in this country Mm -hmm. and that like everyone who is poor is just like lazy and not trying very hard that's obviously not the reality what you said is true like obviously there's a correlation between how rich your family is and how like on average how rich you're going to be in the future Mm -hmm. but i also think that it's not the same as like a lot of other countries like in general if you're born poor like if you're if you want to be born poor somewhere like the U.S. is one of, one of the better countries to be born poor in because of this level of like economic mobility, where like you can be born poor and like, you know, put work in. And uh, once again, I'm not gonna pretend like uh, poor people aren't putting work in. I'm saying you can. You know, obviously there's lo- lo- levels of luck involved, levels of like so many factors, but like it is much more possible here to like be poor and still lead a good life later than it is in some other countries. Like much 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 more possible so um i agree with you that like like you know like there's this idea of like intergenerational poverty um specifically when you like like people bring it up with race too but like even if you disregard race like it makes sense like poor people's kids will generally end up poorer than rich people's kids and that's just an unfortunate reality um, like my dream school system has always been one where, like a college knows or like ideally knows that that there's like a minimal of this like hindrance in like a student's ability to succeed which is why I think um, I think scholarships are so important I think good public schooling which 
like people say that our school system is bad and it, and it is like our public school system that is not like our specific district but like people say like it's bad and, and it definitely is like no question some places it is bad but in general it's better some than some other countries and i think it's very important that we do have like a public school system very very important that we have a school system where like people can know like their kids can go like for free and it's good like in other countries it's not good not good at all i have a friend in india living in mumbai and he said like the public school system there is terrible like absolutely terrible even like like even people who like people in the u.s tend to be kind of disconnected from poverty like some people are like shockingly in poverty in india like to us living here i mean i lived in india so i like have had a sense of how it is but like obviously like um you know like i'm not like that aware but like in like even like people who are like surprisingly poor there will do anything they can just to send their kids to a private school and like here we'd be like like you know it'd be like you're earning this much and you're using all that money to send your kid to a private school and like it like here private schools are very different from there like there like the public school system sets the baseline solo the definition of a, of a private school is totally different like there's like some private schools that are better than others and so on and so forth right that's much 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 more different than here so um like we have i don't i've not seen the statistics so i don't really know i feel like in general i'm glad we have a public school system i'm glad we have so many scholarships there's a lot of opportunities here more than other countries so like when it comes to like you know like coming like rounding back to like income inequality yeah it's it's unfair but like i feel like it's 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 not very useful to say it's unfair right because everyone knows that if you think it's fair then like you're living in like a cave with your eyes closed right but um like the next step is to discuss how can we make it more fair and that's a discussion that's been going on for a while and that's why like you look at 1800 you look that's at 1900 you look at 1950 okay well that's not where i was going i was going more towards like it's better than previous years right like we've made a system that's better than it was and i think that's all we need to do is ask ourselves in general is it better this year than it was last year and if the answer is yes good job like good job because as long as we can keep saying that year after year and okay yeah you'll be like well what if it's only 0.0001% 0.0001% like okay like as long as it's like reasonably better than the previous year given an extended amount of time we're going to get to a place where we have like a good public school system that really does work for everyone and can like provide like right now uh colleges do take into consideration like you know your like home life like what's it like for you how much like money are are your parents earning How's your school system? Things like that. Like, that's all taken into consideration, which I like. And so, like, sc- scholarships, too, um, take that all into consideration. But obviously, like you said, that that one study just goes to show that, like, we're nowhere near the place where even with colleges accounting for this, even with this, with that, like, something you, like – for a college to account to it you have to apply to that college to apply to that college you have to be semi-confident you're going to get in to be semi-confident you have you have to have put work in high school but when you're a person or like a kid that's poor 
you feel like no amount of work is going to get you anywhere. You, you, you might feel like your life is just set in stone. And that's something that no, like nothing can fix till you have a school system that someone can like look at and be like, I'm really confident that I can succeed. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if, you, if you've seen The Office, but there's this one episode like where like, like the boss promises a bunch of students that he'd pay for their like their, their, their college. And like just that, and it makes logical sense, right? Like knowing that like something's going to be taken care of by someone else, um, yeah, like motivates you to think I'm not going to be stuck in poverty or I'm not going to be perpetually poor. Like it just ends that. Now, do I think like some sort, some some level of like um, like socialism or co- like even even communism? Although commun, okay, communism is very different, and like he spent a. Yeah, we spent a painful amount of time in Euro talking about what exactly communism was. So, like, I'm not going to talk about that. But, like, like you know, in general, that, like, socialism, like, big government idea. I'm not going to pretend, like, big government spending is, like, the solution. Like, we should pay for everyone's colleges or something like that. Um, I do agree colleges, like, I feel like the solution to, like, a college problem especially is to lower the price of colleges rather than yeah. have Instead the government pay it, for it. Yeah. Exactly, because the government. Uh, but I haven't in looked debt. into it. You, you, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, they are in debt. So, like, I don't know. I haven't looked into it though. Maybe it's not very possible for, like, I I, I don't really know. I feel like some colleges just like have a high tuition. Maybe maybe they 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 need all of that money. I have a strong feeling that they don't need all of that money, but like. I feel like lowering that is going to be good. Like, Shannon, we debated Medicare for all this year, right? Like, a big topic was that if you, like, the fact is you're paying a lot more because insurance companies exist, right? Like, when, like, the savings under Medicare for all were massive. Um, Obviously, like, once again, I'm not advocating Medicare for all. I'm just making, like, an idea that, like, the saving was massive because he's, like, the fact is there's a lot of unnecessary money going around. So, like, there's a lot of unnecessary money going on in the school system, too. But, like, anyways, getting back to, again, off of, like, a tangent. But, um... Yeah, you've gotten on, like... like th- there's a reason this is called <laughs> ranted off. Neve is getting off steam. He is blowing off all his steam right well, now. Well, I'm not really mad. I'm just, like, saying words. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, he, we just need, like, some sort of solution where, like... I don't really know. I don't see a way around like putting more money in the school system. Maybe like smarter government spending. Um, obviously, the most direct answer is raise taxes. I'm not sure how popular that's going to be. Um, there's the school choice debate. There's just so many different ideas being thrown around, like how we can make it better. And I feel like something's got to work. But I feel like in general, um, well, yeah, like in general, we can look at 10 years ago and say our system is better than 10 years ago, right? Obviously, like, that's not really a, a question there. And then, like, just, like, support in general. I mean, yeah, like, like in general, like, as we advance as a society, everything gets better, right? Like, um, that's genuine today. Nature. If you compare us to, like, Sumeria from, like, from, like, the start of human civilizations, we were mm-hmm. much better because they didn't even have education. They didn't even have. I like, mean, yeah, like forget education. Like they don't. They don't have. Like nowadays, you can like 
work a minimum wage job and afford food. That's an alien concept. Like you can work a minimum wage job for one hour, get like 13 bucks and you can pay for a meal. Like that's such an alien concept for like the longest time was being able to work for a single hour and afford a meal somewhere. And that's both because like we can afford to pay people $13 an hour because $13 is worth lunch because lunch now is, is much cheaper because of much like much cheaper advancing in medicine yeah like and technology farming. research yeah, tech- so 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 many advancements all together just combine into like making it better so like i do agree like also um like you know it's it's going to get better over time right which is why i said like if we can look at like 10 years ago and say we're better than we're doing something right um something that i've always considered interesting though is that like you have to consider also like as for example right like what we're saying is that in general as time goes on societies will get better right Mm -hmm. um but also the definition of good changes right for example 10 years ago good uh, was considered not many school like not many schools had like all of their students getting an ipad or a chromebook right Mm, so the cost then like yeah maybe school systems were worse then now school systems are better right comparatively but at the same time the cost of running a school system went up because you need these devices now to be considered good so another thing that i've noticed is that the definition for good like rises proportionally with like um how good schools are so at no point in time are we going to be able to say all schools are good unless all schools are equal right like that's like you know 10 years from now maybe schools i'm I'm sure schools will have like we are rooms and and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. like some schools will some schools won't right now that doesn't make your school any like your school having a vr room doesn't make your school better than a school without a vr room because like that just isn't important yet right but like as like you know like maybe like all schools by in the in the in the next five years can start giving their students ipads or chromebooks by the time even like the poorest schools can start giving their i their uh, students electronics the best schools will have some other technology that they now have to get so like yes 10 years from now if, if all students have an ipad or like like Everybody like a chromebook from their just, school it's just the poor cycle will continue because the education system of like poorer places will not be able to keep up that's what you're saying right right, right. Right. So basically, like, like 10 years from now, we'll look back, we'll be like, oh, in 2021, only like this percent percentage of schools had an iPad to their to their students. Well, in 2031, it's everyone, you know, all schools can. But then in 2021, being a good school, the, de- the definition is this thing. Right. But like the definition of good also implies that there's a bad right. If, there, if there's a good school, it's only a good school because there's something that that's a bad school. Right. So so mm. 10 years from now. We're, we can look back and say, yeah, okay, in general, our, our school system, you know, ev- everyone's doing much better than they were 10 years ago. But at the same time, like, the, the bar for being good has raised. Um, yeah, so, like, which we're is never going like... to have a perfect school system, essentially. Mm-hmm. We're always going to have flaws because our, that's just human nature. We're always, like, making new things. So what seemed mm-hmm. like it was good before changes because we create new things that make education better yeah that we need to find some way to like 
make all schools the same and like mm-hmm. go at the same rate, but that's just really that's hard, not really possible. Expensive. So mm-hmm. I guess we just I don't know. There's not a certain way to do this. There's gonna be a cost if we want to make mm-hmm. ed- education accessible to everybody, but it will make humanity first of all progress a lot more if more people know more about the world then we won't have to deal with like Mm -hmm. really dumb people you know how like voter system like people just say the most dumb things in politics sometimes that's because they're not educated we just need mm -hmm. to educate people and that that really should help but unfortunately it's hard to agree on how I mean, yeah, and, and and there is no solution, right? There is no, like, here's a solution. I pulled it out of my pocket. Here you go, right? It's it's not there. It's, it's too complicated for there to be a clear-cut solution that, that can guarantee success, right? I mean, then, like, for example, I think a better example might be talk about hospitals, right? The worst hospital in the country today is 10 times better than the best hospital in the country 100 years ago right it's so much better because even though it's a terrible hospital the fact is a terrible hospital today would be an amazing hospital back then right so uh the question is then why is it a terrible hospital today well because it's worse than the best hospitals of today so you can see the trend that like even the worst hospital today is so much better than like the best hospitals of like 100 years ago like we're making progress but in today's day and age that hospital is comparatively a worse hospital right so that like like the the whole idea of like when you're talking about like inequality in the school system it's like it's always going to be there unless we equalize it because like when you say there's a good school there's a bad school like something that's different today it might be this and the solution isn't giving the bad school like ipads right because 10 years from now like that's just not a solution because 10 years from now the good school will have something else or like if for example right if the government set up a program that like um gave well, i guess smaller something like that ipads it right wouldn't then do like anything. good schools need to do something yeah because then like like good schools would but what would be like oh, well we need to you do know something. yeah yeah something more like like there will always be some sort of distinction but then you also have have to consider like it's not totally hopeless right like the worst hospital today is a bad hospital but it's still doing a better job for the people around it than the best hospital was a hundred years ago doing for the people around it right so like the quality of life is going up for those people even though they feel and and they're right to feel why do we live next to the worst hospital in the entire country right that like they can feel outraged because today it's the worst hospital but like anyone a hundred years ago would have like you know would really yeah. like that hospital because it, it, it would make their quality of life better so i think we are going to see like in general even though there's always going to be this inequality between schools like we can still look 10 years from now and be like yeah we're in a better place and that'll actually mean something it, it won't just mean that oh everyone has an ipad but we're not actually in a better place because there's still good schools and bad schools like yeah that's true like um Something has changed. There's still good. There's still good schools and bad schools, but like we can also say that the worst school is better than it was, right? So that mm-hmm. means that like in general, we we the uh, quality of yeah. bad schools, yeah, is getting better. And at some point, like, um, 
especially today with like the internet once again i'm going to agree with elon musk he says there's nothing like if you have any electronic device there's nothing stopping you from learning anything it's all online it's all yeah. free you can learn anything you want and it's such a powerful tool i feel like once we get to the point where all schools can like you know like all schools today can guarantee things that all schools couldn't guarantee 15 years ago internet but they can guarantee internet yeah. right i'm assuming well, all schools no. in america have computer nah. labs well yes it's true i feel like i don't know if all schools do but i'm going to say that it, 90, like enough 80%. schools do that it's not for us like it's it's not it's not really like important for us to discuss the others that don't i know like when coronavirus started there was like a huge concern because a lot of areas don't have good coverage which means that students had to go to the school to get internet so so they couldn't st study from home that's a different issue but yeah like you said like having access to internet at the school is something that was not exactly like very prominent like in like, like years and years ago um so like years from now especially i feel like the day that every school can like obviously not every school you know like in general speaking every school can guarantee their students like any sort of electronic device like that day will be the day when like we see a lot of these problems go away because like if you have like that like any sort of like system like that at your fingertips and like okay, time yeah, to use yeah. it you can like learn and um again there's the issue that like it like you know like if if you're in economic destitution you you might still feel like you're trapped in a corner okay, you're never okay. going to be gonna able stop to stop like, you there just for a second because you know you've yeah. been like ranting for like a solid 15 mm -hmm. minutes at this point but yeah okay so it, w this is just going to be our last topic. Do you think mm. you covered this just at the end of your speech a little bit? Do you think there's going to be a point in society where our education system will be at a point where there won't be as much of a need to improve and we can move on to more important stuff? Do you think that will ever happen at a certain point? Like where we well, won't need to improve um... our education system as much? Well, first, let's talk about, like, when you say more important things, what's more important than education? Like, um, I, I guess, like, um, I guess, like, it all, everything leads to education. I was thinking about, like, poverty and, like, other stuff. Mm hmm But that all leads to education. If we improve education, everything will go up. But do you yeah. just think the education system will get to a point where we will stop making as many, like, major inventions for education systems this is going to be our last topic obviously do you think that will there will be a point where, where we just won't need to and everything will be insignificant to the education experience do you think that's going to be sometime in the future or like do you think it will even happen god i have so it's too many factors so like okay so i'll give you like three scenarios right like first like this kind of cycle of like there's always good schools and bad schools kind of continues forever which means no right like in general the worst school a thousand years from now will be amazing right 10 million times better than anything today but it's still gonna be like considered a, a bad school compared to a different school second situation schools do end up equalizing right at some point we reach a point where the difference between the best and the worst school 
is either negligible or really small. And that's where we reach like true like equality. Now, in today's society, that seems un- unfathomable. But like, you know, when you think about it, right, like as we get better and better, like the quality of life will keep going up. So theoretically, if we continue just, you know, like an exponential like or lo- like logistic at stopping at 100%, like growth of like quality of life, then yeah, we're going to reach that point. So second scenario, yes. Third scenario is like the kind of like wild card scenario. Like what is education going to mean X years from now? Like, right. Like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be like a sci-fi author, but like a hundred years from now, it's perfectly valid that we could, you know, have something in our brains and you could just download in, in information. At that point, you don't need an education. Yeah. You can just download information. Like, it's just like, it's it, it's hard to say. So at that point, then it becomes like, you know, like if you can just download any education you want, what are you paying for, right? Like, what's the inequality? What's there that can differentiate someone's education from someone else's or someone's you know, we can all be equally smart in that world because, like, there's no, there's no amount of work required to get education. There's no amount of, like, inherent intellect, right? Like some, you know, like some people say, like, you're, like, sometimes some, some people are born smart. Some people study to become smart. Some people do both. Um, so, like, yeah, it's, it's... yeah, like, third is a wild card scenario. But, like, yeah, like, one and two uh in one we never reach that point i don't think that's very likely two also interesting like it it equalizes after a while because our quality of life just keeps going up and so three, three like is some the most likely. Other is that what you're saying yeah well depends on what term what time frame you're talking about if we're talking about a thousand years yeah three is going to happen if we don't die of a nuclear war before then but um if we're talking about a hundred years I don't really know if three is going to happen. It's it's really hard to predict. Um, years, if we're talking about yeah. 10 years, like like 10 years, it's probably going to be option one. Yeah. 100 years, it could be uh, option two. Like a thousand years, it could be option three, right? It, it We don't know. It's Again, the question frame. is just speculation. Yeah. yeah, and it all depends on time frame. Okay, well, that was a good podcast. It was mostly just like 70% you talking, but that's the point of this podcast, just hearing out what other people have to talk about i just interact you know just you ranting but that was a really good podcast please follow if you really enjoyed this please also share this so i get more people listening to this so it's not just me neve and like i don't know who else maybe like our friend group would listen to this i guess yes give chandon some clout he needs it yes i need clout for i have no idea for fun give me thoughts for fun to beat shrikar this is an official declaration that we are warring with shrikar's podcast i know that shrikar's podcast only has four listeners because i'm three of them and i'm going to stop listening to them his podcast is going to die and our podcast is going to be number one or chana's podcast number one yes sir okay well um thank you guys for listening and see you guys bye